When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome, everybody, to episode four of the Chungus Cast. We are calling it episode four, even though there is already a fourth episode because we accidentally titled that episode episode five, so we're just going to pretend this came first. It's episode four, blah, 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 blah. Um, for those of you who are new, welcome, and we might have a lot of new people because guess what, everybody? We are on a brand new podcast network. That's right. We joined the Rum Runners Podcast Network. We got a new website whole bunch of money moves um but yeah it's so great to be part of the rum runners family uh shout out to kyle turtle and jared for helping me out with everything and getting this episode up and running smoothly um you will be noticing from now on there are a couple of ads uh that you will see throughout the episodes feel free to skip right through those if you want but yeah there will always be a pre-roll post-roll and a mid-roll ad um Hopefully it does not detract from the product, but yeah, that's like the one, the one small uh, concession we had to make to join Rum rum Runners, Um, and it's a concession I was happy to make, but you know, that's how the sausage gets made, Um, yeah. So for this episode, uh, I had Alex and Andrew on, some reoccurring guests, and we talked about a lot of fun stuff, Um, just general general craziness i guess that you come to expect with uh, the chungus cast i hope you everybody enjoys and i'll see you at the end bye bye Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Chungus Cast. We have some exciting news. Um, the Chungus Cast is joining a podcast network where we will be uh, alongside other similar shows. You might remember the Dark Rum podcast, which I collabed with earlier. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be start. We're going to be putting out some more content. And to start things off, we have the uh, most, I guess, um, the most. Uh, I don't know what's the right word original yeah i guess a consistent consistent guess um alex and andrew say hello oh and also we have a special guest uh former mayor of chicago rob lagoyevich is here say hi rob hi rob oh hello everybody uh if you would like to become mayor of chicago just venmo me a hundred thousand dollars thank you very much uh what's the username uh, it is real Rob Lagoyevich uh, on Venmo. I already sent all my Venmo money to. Uh... I sent it all to. <laughs> no, Andrew, you can't say that on here. <laughs> you, you, you'll have to censor it. I'm sorry. From high school. It... <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have to bleed. Why, why did you? This I'm is... joking. Stop! Her... Stop saying that. <laughs> okay, I don't. I don't get it. I'm very curious about this now. Uh, basically, uh. this person who won't be named, um, they uh, got their Instagram hacked, and now they like keep messaging me about 
like a cash app, like, Oh, give me your cash app so I can, I can get you in on this, on this deal. It's, you know, Andrew, just, I think she just has a crush on you. God, I wish I've had a crush <laughs> on her for 10 years. Um, well, this is why I don't have an Instagram. It's not why, but it's a benefit. But you have a Facebook. You're on the other social medias. Yeah, that's true. But see, Facebook is just for the grandparents, and everybody benefits from that. Sometimes I'll send um, things my grandparents say to our group chat, and it's a great laugh. Yes, I'm sure the grandparents are very involved in your Lord of the Rings meme pages. All right. There are two reasons why I'm on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) The best thing I ever got on Facebook, I'm in this group with like a bunch of my mom's cousins and there was a really funny period about three or four years ago where um, (laughs) no uh, certain adults uh, were very bad at using appropriate emojis. Like they wouldn't understand that for instance, like they'd use the eggplant when it was supposed to be the peach. Yeah. Well, it's like, They'd use like tears of laughter, um, you know, in like a sad context. So one time they were like, <laughs> we, "We, you know, I'm sorry to announce that, you know, Uncle Joey has passed away, uh, you know, here's the funeral <laughs> oh, no. information. And then they had like a bunch of the smiling, laughing picture, you know, the laughing, crying. Um, Can and- you be sure that this was an accident? Because maybe Uncle Joey was, was just a dick. I mean, it's in my extended family. It's completely possible, but I, I don't know. Like, it yeah. When I die, it's... what emoji are you gonna post? Are you gonna post the actual crying or the laughing? No, I'm gonna post like you with angel wings with Harambe. I mean, if you die oh. before me, I think all bets are off. In terms of what humbled. order we go. I'm going. sorry, I tried to make a joke out of this. I appreciate it. Of course, buddy. Um. Yeah. So, uh, this episode was originally supposed to be. Uh, Andrew and Garrett discussing college football, but Garrett couldn't make it, so we've shifted. So I'll be discussing college football. Um, I guess, Andrew, what's the first order of business? I guess we should talk about uh, Bigfoot, since Alex seems to believe in Sasquatch, even though he doesn't believe in anything else. Inclu- I will say, including, I mean, I don't believe in anything else. You don't else. believe in God, you don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, I think it's funny that this is like Alex's line in the sand, although I'm so happy we got this out of him, you know, like there's like one weird, you know, kind of esoteric out there theory he has. And we finally found it after, you know, going on multiple ghost hunts and like years of of going back and forth about, um, you know, some more out there topics. I'm glad we finally established that at least there is something that kind of goes against the grain of main, mainstream science that Alex actually um, uh, seems to believe in. So, um, yeah, do you I don't wanna... try to keep it a secret. I just instead of a line in the sand, I think of it as like a guilty pleasure. Like just to read about, or like to entertain the idea that there is like an eight foot tall uh, cryptid that lives out in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and yeah, maybe that was a bad term for it, but just to entertain the idea. I I, I have my own fun little ways of of arguing for it, but. I've sort of always been like this. I actually did a report on Bigfoot when I was in eighth grade um, talking about like survivor stories and, and, you know, the viability of the myth as a whole. And it was a lot of fun for me. And so I've sort of maintained this and I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to go up and and give lectures and Ted talks about why I think Bigfoot exists, but you know, it's fun for me to argue it. And you're totally right. I am a big fat atheist and I'm a skeptic and I like to go with scientific consensus um, and that's why I'm, I'm so whiny about when you talk about ghosts, but you know, it's, it's fun for me to go in, um, okay, well, and defend Bigfoot. Defend it. There's, it's been, we have cameras everywhere. Uh, humans yeah. have ex- expanded all across the United States and nobody has gotten it on a clear documentation of Bigfoot and he's supposed to be really big. Yeah. So how is that possible? Well, you're, you're only part right. It's true that, that people have gone across the entire United States and, and traveled here and there. There's no, been no valley, um, no peak that humans have not traveled at some point or another across time. Um, but the way I like to defend Bigfoot is sort of comparing and contrasting that myth with the Loch Ness Monster. Um, where, you know, you, you said there are cameras everywhere and that we, we see all this and we are everywhere. And, and that's not quite true. The Pacific Northwest, you know, as far up as the Yukon Territory, 
Um, it's not unexplored, but it's not frequently ventured. Uh, large portions of those forests and those woods are either protected or sparsely populated, and it would be really easy for um, a species of creatures or perhaps a, a colony of, of really intelligent Sasquatch to live and consciously evade detection. Um, okay, so you, and, think, you know when I say really easy, I mean that loosely. You think that they I, are I trying to be plausible. trying to be hidden? Yeah, at this point, I think that they, you know, if they weren't trying to be hidden, they'd, they'd be accidentally found. So I think this is this would be a conscious effort on their part. Okay. Right. I think if they're real, they're intelligent. <clears throat> is is that it though? Is that you're just saying that they're just hiding in? some hole somewhere and also i want to say pacific northwest to me means uh northwest united states because after that you're in british columbia which i don't know if that's considered yeah. pacific northwest do you uh, think i was that considering big, that pacific northwest you yeah. think bigfoot has to go through customs at the canadian border <laughs> well look that's that's the reasons why i think perhaps these big feet haven't been found yet um but I've, I've read a lot of survivor stories, or when I say I have, this this is 12 plus years ago, survivor stories about, say, people who've seen Bigfoot or people who've been, you know, kidnapped by Bigfoot in sort of a, um, in a non-malicious manner. Like, these stories make the Bigfoot seem to be kind of similar to the dolphin um, in terms of mannerisms and characteristics just, you know, on land. Um, so yeah, I think it's plausible that he couldn't have been found yet. And that I think that there are a lot of survivor stories uh, and accounts of Bigfoot that, that seem to link up to one another pretty well. And these go, um, go back hundreds of years. Cool. Have you read the long walk? No, I never heard of the long walk. What's that? Oh, Kyle was just telling it to me in this other episode we recorded. It's a Kyle Ballack. No, uh, this this uh, my fraternity brother Kyle, who's on another episode, but apparently some guy escaped from Siberia as a prisoner of war, and w- like walked all the way to India, and like like during his journey he saw a yeti, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, I believe it. I I think that um, the the yeti is just as plausible as as the Bigfoot. Mm. I think and, like I said, I'm just sort of having fun with this. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. like the yeah, Himalayas sure. are like this really um insurmountable there's so many mountains like annapurna or Choi oyo where like people one people don't live and when people go there it's like you know this really difficult undertaking so it would actually probably be easier for a creature to go unseen like in a cave okay, somewhere but think about this in the himalayas it's not like um a vegetative environment like the pacific northwest is um, like you, you could probably presume that a yeti would be carnivorous, um, in which case there would be carcasses. There, there would be evidence. Well, there's like about like twenty thousand people who are on Mount Everest, like bodies, right? Or how many yeah, is it? Yeah, there's a uh, there's a good yeah, amount. That's, that's some, I don't know how many, but those are those are very well preserved. Also, it would be pretty easy to see if somebody came around and started. It's kind of like sore dead. Like well, they what use if they them just as took like them, trail markers? What if they just took them to their lair? Also, like yeah, yeah, that's fair. I feel like Maybe. a lot of bodies would just be like covered by the snow and are not people like definitely go missing there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and like an avalanche or something. That's, you know, they probably, when someone goes missing, they're probably like, oh, maybe they fell in a crevice or something, when really they're uh, being turned into a fork or a meal for a Yeti and his uh, Yeti <laughs> they, boo. They could also just eat an- animals only... like uh, any other normal carnivore. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, that you would be able to find, you know, it's not as if people aren't just walking around the Himalayas. They're here and there. People would find carcasses of, like, bizarrely devoured animals. Why, so why would an intelligent creature... Like just leave a mangled corpse on the ground. They would definitely like do what we do is like cut it up into into fillets and like eat every part of it and like use the bones as like uh like weapons or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. That's just that's a lot of bones to get rid of. It's not as if they have yeti landfills. I mean, it's the Himalayas. There's like snow everywhere. You could literally hide anything there. That's where Rob Lagoya. That's probably where. uh... That's probably where MH370 is. I don't know what that is. Oh, oh my that was God. like yeah, the Malaysian plane that, that just I, disappeared. I was... 
That's right. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking you were talking about um, MS-13. I was like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, MS-13 uh, also has a very active Himalayan presence. I don't know about that. Mm. <laughs> crew from somewhere. Uh, okay. I'm, I suppose this isn't the only cryptid you guys want to talk about, but that's, well, like, do you that's have the an, one that I like Do you I, have I, any I like others discussing. that you like discussing? Um, I think the the capybara is a particularly fun one. Oh, and what about Mothman? That's an American. Wait, the capybara is an animal that is real. It's not a cryptid. What am I thinking? <laughs> the capybara is the like ca- a, the capybara. No, a capybara is a giant uh, uh, guinea pig, basically. That's a real animal, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I believe in it. <laughs> sure. Right. I was thinking of El Chupacabra. <laughs> El Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> Also, that would be entertaining, you know, if like, you know, the cartels are like out in the desert, like in their secret lairs. Like, I wonder if they ever have any chupacabra encounters. Um, the word is Spanish for goat sucker. Also, um, I feel like chupacabra is probably just a, uh, just a, like a coyote with mange or something. I used to call my girlfriend Alicabra or my ex-girlfriend, but that's, uh. That's Alex Sucker, so that's different. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Which girlfriend was that? I'm just making fun. <laughs> it was Kirsten. <laughs> You're getting shot. He, yeah, he's about to fly to <laughs> first class to beat your ass. Gif, congrats on the engagement. Oh, I don't know if we you. talked about that yes, on the pod. I, I got engaged to all the um, people who don't know me in real life, but know me through this podcast. I wonder how many of you there are, but uh, yeah. that. that so is that kind of like, a, okay, we're going to plan the wedding now thing, or is it more like, all right, let's wait until, you know, we've had some time. Um, I definitely want, I definitely need to tackle some other life stuff like moving, um, yeah. getting a job. So yeah. Cause I'd be happy to hang out with Kirsten some more because for, for as much as we have seen each other, I feel like I don't know her at all. Um, what do you mean? I, I think I was clear. Yeah, but how do you not know her? Well, I, I just don't, I don't know what she is like. I hardly know her, her personality or what she enjoys, mm. you know, just, I, I don't know her. Okay, sure. Um, I guess, I guess we should switch to, uh, what me and Andrew are doing soon. Ah, uh, yes. Cause I'm kind of, I'm kind of <laughs> You're going on a cryptid hunt. Uh, sort of, uh, well, I guess Ooh. no, not cryptids, but we're going to the most haunted place in West the, Virginia, the East coast. I, I mean, there's a lot of like these similar institutions kind of up and down the East coast. So I don't know if I could make that claim. I will say though, that like I've heard like, first hand stories like when i was at st albans in radford like there were a couple people who had gone here and they're like yeah i got scratched there so i i think oh it's God. if ghosts are real this building is really hella haunted and we're the, we are spending um what, how, how many hours eight hours eight hours in the dead of night there it's the trans allegheny lunatic asylum in west virginia mountain mama um, yes. How do you become identified as the the most haunted place in you know on the East uh, Coast or wherever? Is that where like the most people have died, or just the in general creepiest place? Probably the how place do, with the most, the most par- paranormal activity. I would sus- suspect, right? What causes the most paranormal activity? In my mind, that would just be like the biggest. I guess mass grave. depends. Like the, most um, number of people who die. So, so well, yeah, d- number of deaths is definitely an indicator. No, uh, how violent or 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 bad the deaths are maybe um if there's somebody there who's currently like antagonizing the the dead spirits to make them do stuff if the person who died i've actually never thought of this was if petit- someone has a violent death they're more viable to become a well just like yeah. like a tragic um uh unfair de- i don't know how to say oh yeah it. this is like this goes to like the ghost is supposed to have unfinished business yeah, and right life, so they'd have to have an unfair death okay that makes sense yeah, because like I I I used to think when I was a kid cemeteries were creepy, but like as I've gotten older, I don't really harbor that thought anymore because it's not really somewhere where you have a really strong emotional tie in life 
you know like i'm not gonna really give a shit about my body when i die but if let's say i was a patient at this asylum back in the 60s and they were doing all sorts of you know from a purely non-paranormal standpoint it's it's a really sad story just the way that we treated people who were mentally ill in this country just 50 years ago like they were doing electroshock therapy and all this other horrible stuff and i just imagine that if there were ghosts and you have a lot of negative energy associated with a physical space what's what does that mean you know exactly what that means. Like if you're, if, if I were, to if you were traumatized at a building, I think you would harbor some negative feelings toward the building. And maybe if you're a ghost, you would hang out there or maybe your soul is trapped there because of, of just how, how traumatized you were there. So negative energy just means negative feelings, essentially. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. I have a lot of negative energy toward this one specific building on my undergrad campus where I had to take a particularly large amount of exams. Will I be haunting that building? No, because that's not – that's – come on. You know that's not the same order of magnitude as yeah. someone getting electroshock therapy. Like – You didn't take these tests, Andrew. <laughs> Is it like, well, I mean, I, I, it you was probably, you. How hard could it have you been? You probably put, wouldn't become a violent ghost because you aren't like the right – archetype of per- like you didn't survive or die in a horrible tragic way yet so i feel I'm like if kind of- alex is presented with the option to come back as a ghost he'd be like no fuck that Th- those aren't real you know? <laughs> 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 well, who, who would be presenting me with this off like are you saying father time would i don't know you would like he'd be like hey alex you would in the afterlife like, you yeah. would consciously choose to not do that consciously choose it would be like like a dark horror or dark pictures anthology game where Those you choose ghost real. or just straight to death. <laughs> yes, they aren't real. That is kind of my point here, bud. Um, what about Ayers Rock? That's a real segue. We're talking about Ayers Rock now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've been there. Well, you know, and that's that, not a cryptid. That's real. That yeah, but apparently it. Oh has a... oh, the curse. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm 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 a big skeptic. It's certainly like that. That one's fun to talk about because there's there's so much verifiable anecdotal evidence about just people having bad luck after taking something from Rock or Uluru, as they call it. Um, I think that's funny, but I I just it it seems like it it's more likely to me that it's a ridiculous coincidence rather than there, there's some kind of otherworldly Aboriginal spirit that's that's cursing people. Mm. Well, you don't think that. There's some you think it's a coincidence of... that everybody who takes a rock from Ayers Rock gets bad things happen to them? I don't want to nail down a, a specific, like, opinionated reason, but I think it's certainly more likely that it is a like an absurdly rare coincidence than there is a, a great spirit in the beyond that's cursing people. I don't think it's, it's, I think it's more likely. What if it's just that. like that the rock itself is cursed and. It's not like like you're uh, thinking of like some like wizard <laughs> person like it's like ah you took a rock misfortune well, okay like whatever whatever you want to call it you know I, I think that a, a wizard person is just as unlikely as a, a cursed rock so I'll, I'll give I'll so give okay with so that then too. let me ask you did you take anything from Ayers Rock um no I did not and why didn't you uh, I, I'm sure it's just because I didn't think of it although you know they, when you go there. Yeah, they um, probably like tell you and stuff. And stuff. They, they, t- they they take it really, really seriously. Like, and the and the people who who live in that area, in just sort of in Central Australia as a whole, they they take it really, really seriously. And, and a significant amount of people are against Uluru being a tourist attraction at all. So what what is so it though? Why is it there, significant? They, is it a holy place? What? Um, kind of. It it has to do with um, Aboriginal. I don't know what you would call it, lore. I can actually kind of look this up, but there there was all kinds of stuff when I was there. I, I would have remembered right after going there. It was it has something to do with the Aboriginal spirit god things communicating with one another. Oh, I, I'm I'm just gonna butcher this like crazy. I'm sorry. I, I should I should look this up. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll look this up. Well, I will say while Alex is looking that up, like you know, and this is gonna sound a little too. Um, out there 
or like just like a gen generic stoner thought, but I don't see any reason why, you know, we live in this world where we're so bound by objective science and people have been living here for a long time, you know, a million years. And I think it's completely possible that somehow in that, in that time period that maybe some of these ancient cultures knew something about the world that we either don't or we're kind of catching up on, you know, there I are... can see why you're saying that, but I think it's, it's far more likely that these a little bit, you know, more primitive cultures wanted to reason their surroundings and, and have some way of explaining, you know, things that we could scientifically explain now. And so they, okay. they assign how do you scientifically meanings. explain basically statistical in impossibilities with like i wasn't trying to pretend that everything is explained currently everything is explained through science but you know we, we were able to determine that the world is round and able to prove that using the scientific method just like gravity um and so they, they couldn't do that they weren't aware of how to do that so they would ex assign significance and, and say that you know ancestral beings have be morphed into this rock and and now the rock is sort of a, a breathing cultural landscape some, something like that. Okay, but does, does that make sense? Yeah, but but it doesn't explain it doesn't explain the unexplainable. How does it explain the the paranormal activity surrounding Ayers Rock? You you can't just be like, oh, it's just a coincidence. Like, no, that that no no no. I I wasn't arguing that it is a coincidence. I was arguing that it it's the, more likely like a co uncalculable coincidence is more likely than the rock is a is a real you know thing that concurs okay people. so both so both are impossible so give me an actual possible explanation both are impossible but one is more possible than the other no so that's I, I not that's, offer that's not how it works you can't you can't is, either something's possible or it's not no i i have just made it possible okay well so you're have you ever heard of the saying all animals are equal but more some are more equal than others it's that's what i'm doing here N Okay, but that's not. But that's now you're doing the reverse. You're saying all neither are possible. This, but this is more possible. Mm -hmm. Okay, but okay. Well, perhaps I'm saying it like this. All I'm Both asking for is an is, is your explanation that would makes more sense than than there actually being something that can't be proven, which is I don't know. So you're asking me to, to give you a provable reason. Not provable, but more provable than, than, I don't know. I, it's, it's funny that you're, that, it again, seems like the, you're just trying to ask the, me to do the same the thing that I just put, did. The Bigfoot thing is possible to you, but this is not, it doesn't really make like, sense. Like I said, that, that's like a guilty pleasure. I'm, 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 I'm not going to like fight for the existence <clears throat> of Bigfoot. I don't, it, it, this is different. That's, that's more like a, like fun for me. Um, but but in this instance, I I don't feel like I'm I'm capable of of you know sitting here right now and coming up with a better explanation than it's a it's like you know a wildly improbable coincidence. But um, I think that that once again is more probable than cursed rock. Gotcha. Okay. Seeing as curses do not exist, or at least are wildly improbable. Let's give it that. Yeah, neither of them are impossible, but they're both you know incalculably improbable. Andrew, thoughts. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm trying to come at this as somebody who obviously, like, I'm kind of the opposite of Alex in a lot of regards for how we think about these topics. You know, I really do like entertaining possibilities and I spend a lot of free time. My goal for 2022 is to uh, spend a little less time reading government conspiracies and uh, a little more just reading about ghosts and ufos and, and bigfoot and uh ancient societies <laughs> and stuff um uh, because you know that's a little less little less harmful but i don't know like i i think it's fairly possible like you read about some of the things that we're discovering about m the state of matter and like uh, the double slit experiment where the particle literally changed when we were monitoring it. There's so many things we're learning about the nature of quantum physics and consciousness. I think it's wholly possible that 
science just hasn't caught up yet to these things like curses we can't understand. But I think it's wholly probable that uh, we'll get there soon. And this whole unidentified aerial phenomena um, thing, experiment that we're going through where, you know, the government says it's real. They're giving classified briefings at the Pentagon saying that we have metamaterials, things that we believe aren't from this earth, and we don't know where they're from. I think that's another interesting coincidence with uh, my point about quantum physics is maybe these beings, instead of being from another planet, maybe they're interdimensional, you know? So very, I mean, that's, Alex, just out of curiosity, um, what do you think of all these UAP reports? What do you think they are? I actually, I have no idea what you're referencing. I, I feel totally out of the loop here. Okay. I mean, I'll send you a couple articles when we're done, but there was one that came out that was basically like a DOD spokesperson. We have recovered craft that we don't know where it's from and we can't really explain what? how it works. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. Okay. And this I'm is completely real. I want to look this up right now. This, there is, are, this is real Googleable stuff you can look up. You know, I'm going to report alien craft. I'm just going to Google DOD. I googled DOD craft. unidentified craft. And here's something from April 2020. The Department of Defense has authorized the release of three unclassified Navy videos taken in November 2004 and two in 2015, which have been circulating in the public domain. Um, previously acknowledged that these videos were indeed Navy videos, blah, blah, blah. The department has determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities. It's just, okay, none of this is interesting. It doesn't say anything about... Oh, here's one that's interesting. The U.S. government can explain 143 of the 144 cases of unidentified flying objects reported by military planes according to a highly anticipated intelligent report released Friday. See, I don't enjoy discussing or hearing about stuff like that because there are, you know, an infinite number of explanations for what any any number of those crafts, unidentified objects could be. And I have no interest in assigning significance to any one of them or the group of them saying that they are aliens simply because we have no idea what they are. I don't like doing that. And that's well, why I don't like believing in curses. Why? You know, it's one of those things where I guess my view on it is if it is real, better to be safe than sorry. You know, especially in the realm of like curses or, um, you know, just some some of the more out there occult, um, you know, practices. Like, you know, I've always been really, I don't like Ouija boards a lot. Um, you know, you I can know. say, oh my God, you the can say that it's trip, just, you threatened to leave. They I, even, I, I, they're not even letting us bring Ouija boards to the trans Allegheny lunatic asylum. Yeah. Explain are that. You Alex. Kidding? What? Yeah. <laughs> I explain because they're bonkers. There's so many people who are bonkers like that. Listen, I, I don't like business. it for the specific reason. They're not like crazy. They, they let us roam the halls at night, all night. Well, you can have a business and be crazy. They're not mutually exclusive. I'm just saying, like, it, they let us do everything else, pretty much. Why, well, but not Ouija boards. Yep. Because they're superstitious. No, because they probably have had a bad experience, maybe. They're just maybe. a little stitious. Yeah, I need to... <laughs> I want to talk to the staff when we go there, like, about <sighs> that rule. You know, like, hey, uh, what exactly um, inspired you all to put that in place? Because you know that at some point some teenager snuck in with one, you know? Yeah. I've heard I, – I, I really need to talk to my aunt about this because I'm pretty sure she had a bad experience with one when she was younger um, where, I mean, Alex's explanation would probably be, oh, something happened. She didn't understand. But No, my point is that there is no possible way to explain it for sure. And so why – assign any explanation to it whatsoever because all of them are equally improbable just let it be as a mystery no it's fuck it's fun that's literally the point of of catholicism bro you just explained religion is that they don't try to you're not able to comprehend the meaning 
Is that was your that car? Was that a gotcha track? What was that? Sorry, that was my phone. Not my car. What a... I've been meaning to ask you. I've heard that sound so many times. What is that? What is that noise? It's a that you have the noir, the noir text tone. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Yeah, makes sense because you literally had like a tobacco pipe our freshman year. Yeah. Fancy oh, yourself a bit of an old-fashioned detective. It's okay. It spilled on the floor. Have you ever dressed up like Joe Friday for Halloween? Um, yes. no. It seems like that would be classic you. Who's Joe Friday? You mean from Dragnet? Um, yeah. Oh, I never watched the show. I just listened to the radio show. Um, But yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, yeah, totally. It seems like you. And then you could play that uh, that soundtrack all, all day long. Yeah. What was that? Why, why did you play that? It, it's my tech. I, I got a text. That's why. Oh, oh, you said that. That's right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Ah. What was the text? Will you read it to us? Um, just somebody I know. I was a good boy and silenced my phone. Somebody I know tested positive for COVID. So. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Were you hanging out with them recently? Um, I was in somewhat close contact with them, but I'm not really Did you kiss? worried about it. No. So that means we can still kiss, right? Yes, it does. All right. No tongue, though, because, right. you know, tongue... You know that increases the likelihood of of passing COVID to <laughs> by thirty seven percent. Wait, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be thirty seven percent of statistics are made up. Yeah. Although, you know what I was thinking about earlier today? It's kind of ridiculous that they basically came out. The CDC released new guidance and said cloth masks really don't help. You need to get like an N ninety five. Or otherwise, it's going to offer really marginal protection. Mm-hmm. They could have told yeah, us Jess that. Yeah, telling me that. They could have told us that two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm so you know, like people have all sorts Those of opinions on Those N95 masks are wild, actually. I, I've been loving the cloth cloth masks because, well, not loving them, but much more than the N95s because you, you can breathe much more easily through them. But then Jess had me start wearing the N95 for a while, and we were climbing and. You know, I started breathing heavily and it was like I was breathing into like a little tank in front of my face. The air would not leave. It, it was it was like exhausting. And so I can see why they're more effective. They're just. Yeah. Ugh. And it's I, I'm looking back. I, I don't know if we were just unprepared or what, but all Fauci had to say was don't panic by these. We need to make sure our healthcare providers. Yeah. Well, look how that them. worked with like all of toilet paper and food products and stuff. I think he did well, say I, don't panic by the masks. There was a while no, where he said there, were, he, there was at the very beginning he said there's no need for people to rush out and buy these uh, yeah, masks. I, I think that I could agree. have potentially saved thousands of lives. I agree, but guess what? That we know that w- that didn't work with everything else. So why would it have worked with masks? I don't know. I'm we, still sorry, like I, a, I think I'm I, st- I think I'm still an optimist when it comes to civil society, even when <laughs> if the last two years have shown us that shit's crazy, yo, and people don't know how to treat each other. It's surprising me that you think that, because I, I think of you as the one who's always running around with your hair on fire, like so- society's collapsing. I'm trying to be less like that, you know, like I'm... Well, that's really nice. You know, it's not good for you, like... And that's why I mentioned a little earlier about how I'm trying to read less conspiracies. Like, you know, I genuinely don't, I, you know, I don't want to live in a mean world, you know, mean world syndrome communications. It's the idea that, um, you know, enforcing, if you see a bunch of negative imagery, like on the television, um, you will genuinely believe that this world, the world is an awful, awful place. And I don't, I don't, I don't think at my core, I believe that, you know, there's so many amazing things you can experience in your life. And, you know, the ability, um, the ability that we're here at all is really incredible. And I just, I, I don't even watch like the news really anymore. You know, I just wear my mask and, and, and just hope for the best because I, 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 I think I oh, realized read the news. I think I realized like around the start of the pandemic too, that I really hate the 24 hour news cycle. You know, like I think we should go back in mm-hmm. time and kill Ted Turner because <laughs> beforehand it was just, okay, 
Walter Cronkite's going to do the news at six o'clock and it's going to be very, um, you know, it's going to be as objective and straight faced as, as we can do it. We're literally just going to say what happened, but then you have all these, you know, all these blue check marks running around with all sorts of opinions, like all the people we talk about on Twitter who uh, are like, this guy is falling, you know, this new super duper variant Chaka Khan Omicron is going to, you know, it's going to be the thing that does us all in. And I, I say, fuck that, man. I'm so tired so, of living like that. We have experienced one of the worst things that society can experience. Um, I, I wouldn't awful. say that. I, 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 I wouldn't say that. We, we didn't have, Andrew, actually, we didn't have a I genocide this or in, anything. Um, yeah, that was, that was silly. But um, I studied this in, in journalism about the, the merits and drawbacks to a 24-hour news cycle. And, and it seems like um, w- one of the main purposes from the corporation's point of view of the 24-hour news cycle is simply to keep you from turning the channel or to keep you looking at their social media pages. They're always giving you these, these things that are... are sort of um, really appealing to some part of your brain that makes you want to continue watching them out of fear. Um, so that's why I pretty much just read the news once a day in print form. And so it, it can't be updated and it, it can't be just sort of continued. It's just the news as it is in one point of time and, and you're not shoving it down your throat all the time. And I think TV news to some extent has always been like that. So I avoid watching the news at all costs. It's going to be more... Um, keeping you watching than really informing you. Right, because it's not like they tell you necessarily information you need to know. It's going to be some story about a bombing or a, a, a gunman in, like, well, you know... It's like good it, that you know about that. that well, I different. mean, it's only... You should know about that. <laughs> it's only important, really, if it's happening near you, right? You know, like the 2011, where that guy, you know, took hostages and killed, like, 80 people at, like, a Norwegian summer camp, like, 11 years ago. It's kind of useless information to me over in the States, isn't it? It just makes me think that, oh my God, this is awful. This could happen to me one day. You know, I went to Virginia Tech where it was, you know, the site of, I, I you know, until recently, um, you know, the worst mass shooting in American history. Um, and I think that really does inform my perspective about some of these things is just like, you know, I... I don't know if I could go to class every day if I lived in fear. I think we did have, you know, one like threat while we were there in 2016 that people were taking pretty seriously. We had classes canceled and everything. And I kind of got into it with one of my, uh, one of my uh, peers on Twitter about it. Like I was just saying like, it's probably not a big deal, but I don't think I was really considering the ramifications of how people feel about 416. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I so think I, I actually really disagree with you here. I think that it's really important to be aware of, you know, events, tragic events that happen around the world and not just in your immediate community, because the reasons for why these events took place, you know, perhaps the, the radicalization of someone who took a bunch of hostages um, and then the subsequent ways that they, they mitigated the situation. Um, they can be applicable here. And so I, I think it's it's really important that people are aware of events around the world, seeing as we live in a global society, so that we're better able to deal with our own society in a conductive manner. Right. Well, that's the thing is, I, know, I think I, mean, I right. know what I'm I... contradicting you. No. Well, hang on, Alex. I have the basic information. I have some understanding of what I would do in, like, let's say a mass shooting. You know, I would, if I can flee, I will flee. If I can't, I will hide. And if I have to attack a gunman, I will attack them. You know, like... It sounds like you read my article in the Mason Crown about ODU's preparedness for a mass shooting. I'm sorry, I don't think I did. But my point is, I'm very careful with... I'm trying to be very careful with the information I consume and what I think about, um, you know, just in terms of you know, some bad things that are happening, like, you know, in a, some, especially somewhere where I have no control over, you know, that, that's a real bummer. You know, I, 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 try, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is I try and focus only on things that I can personally control. And, you know, I would leave mm-hmm. the le- rest to law enforcement and emergency services. And I don't know, the Department of Defense for, uh, more specifically what, how to handle, you know, a, a awful situation if it occurs. Okay, this is getting a little too serious. Let's switch gears. Alex, you are attending 
something in Baltimore soon. Want to tell everybody about that? Yes, yes. The Dark Odyssey Winter Fire Sex Convention in Baltimore. I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, can you tell us what, what that means for people who are not as well-versed in the, um, I don't know, the the community, but your community? Up heathens. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't call it my community. I, I'm I'm not especially well versed in it either. So if I were to give you a summary of what this weekend's supposed to be about, I don't know if the event organizers or the people who are really in the community. Okay, would well, but they're not going to listen. Is, is it... Okay, <laughs> I'm sure your listeners enjoy sex too, Gifford. Um, what it is 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 a weekend all about um, sex and sex positivity, and the convention is going to take up this entire hotel. And it's, there are going to be plenty of um, forums about, um, you know, diff- different aspects of sex, different kinks, um, workshops, um, plenty of vendors. And there are going to be, um, I think they call them playrooms, where you may engage in sexual acts in a, in a safe environment. And, Wait, uh, there's literal rooms there for you guys to hook up? I believe there are, yeah. What? Yeah, we... There will be plenty of, of sex going on. Well, right I mean, I feel like isn't everybody just staying at the hotel? Isn't that kind of redundant to have like public spaces? <laughs> um, yeah, you have well, like it's a not 30 as if hour anybody could just though. walk in. It's not as if anybody could walk in, a, you know, from the street and go. You have to be you registered and have paid for the event. You have to but if you're registered and paid for the event, you can just walk into these rooms. Uh, I, I, I have never been there before, but yes, I, I'm pretty sure. That what if you're just a voyeurist and you just like want to walk in and watch people? Like I said, this is all about sex positivity. Well, what so if, if what if, if the you're doing peop- it in a safe and consent, oh, okay, consensual okay, manner, yeah. then it's okay. You keep using that word sex positivity. I think we need to be more sex negative. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can only have sex in the missionary position with your wife uh, in a dark room, and that's it. <laughs> You know, I think you that feel shame the whole has time. become somewhat, um, somewhat overlooked recently. Pe- people are going all out with their fun new sex positions, but I, I really do enjoy missionary. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with missionary. Um, are, what what exhibits are you most excited for? Um, I I can't say that I'm particularly interested in any specific exhibit or workshop, but I'm really just going for (coughs) the experience. I'm not very passionate about the community or anything. I I respect it and and appreciate it. I just, you know, I want to go and and see what it's all about and be able to say, hey, look, I I had this fun experience and I I got something from it. There's nothing like there's no specific workshop that I'm going for and and looking forward to it. Do you have any goals? I'm going with my girlfriend and... um, like, like, I'd like to broaden my knowledge about uh, okay. the, the the kink community, perhaps. Are you going to be going with a leash on? <laughs> um, no, but I we all get like badges when we go, and we we're supposed to have like a nickname on our badge and, and a little moniker. Um, my nickname is Danger, obviously, and my my little um, I don't know. My the caption for that is curved penis. And Jess is, is says, I'm with curved penis. Oh, nice. And so, Are you um, sure it should be danger? I thought it was a con- convention about having safe sex. <laughs> you know, like danger is, <laughs> danger is not a word I like to associate with my sexual experiences. We call that um, consensual non-consent. Uh, yes, thank you for informing me there. <laughs> um, no, maybe I'll, I'll I'm, I'm sure I'll be doing, trying out different kinks here and there since... I'll be with Jess, of course, but um, no, I, it's not as if I'm, I'm like going and, and, and like very excited about like getting tied up and, and pegged or something like that. I'm just really just going to take in the experience and see what, you know, these people have to say and share. Exciting. Alex, I think you should oh, yeah. go to like, I don't know if like, uh, God, what's that radio show? The one that's on really late at night and talks about paranormal stuff. Gift, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what this is. What? You know, Coast yeah. to Coast AM? Are you familiar? No, I'm not. Coast to Coast AM? <laughs> I don't know. I can't name a single AM radio show. I, I don't know a single oh, one. It is so cool, GIF. I Wait, think you'd what? really enjoy it. 
Yeah. yeah. Are they, it's an stream... American late night radio talk show that deals with a variety of topics. Most frequently, the topics relate to either the paranormal or conspiracy theories. Oh, let's uh, go. Tom DeLonge's been Andrew, on it before. Andrew, stay away from that. <laughs> it's 2022. You don't need that. <laughs> Tom DeLonge's been on before where he talks about like you know him looking for UFOs and stuff. Um, but yeah, and the thing is, like, since it's, it's like a late night program, so I always try and find it if I'm ever driving somewhere at like three, four in the morning, you know, to, it adds an additional kind of layer of spookiness. But I think you can find where episodes. Where are you driving at three or four in the morning? I don't know. Like, there have been times like where. I don't think I've ever driven at three or four in the morning. I had to like catch a bus at Union Station with my dad. And, and so we listened to it for a bit. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, no, definitely <laughs> check it out. But I'm saying that if like uh, something like that has a convention, I think Alex should go for the experience of it. And he would probably just like gaff at literally <laughs> everything he saw. But I think I think we'd get some really good pod content out of just Alex giving us a rundown of that. Yeah. I don't think anybody likes hearing about me complain. You just have to do it every once in a while to bring some kind of equilibrium to the pod. Yeah, I mean, it is a nice kind of balancing for us because sometimes with me and GIF, I feel like we could get kind of out there. Um, so, <laughs> especially me, like I, I can talk about weird shit all day. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, well, how do we get on Coast to Coast AM? Uh, you can call in, I think. Like, you know, I'm, I want to be a like guest. Any though. radio show. I mean, I think you have to have some sort of clout in the, uh, <laughs> in in the, the esoteric field. Gotcha. So, I mean, we it's just a need a podcast to hope- host. Maybe we can get something good on on tape at the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna see if I can like buy an audio recorder and bring it. Um, I'll bring my nice camera. What about like an actual recorder, like we used to play in middle school or elementary school? <laughs> I'm not sure the ghost would appreciate me poorly playing hot cross buns. <laughs> Damn. Well, I'm kind of curious. I, I, I kind of wish I were going right now, but I, I, I couldn't couldn't get away. But it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like just a big opportunity for me to go, like, sitting there, looking at my watch. <clears throat> I feel like you would get bored. Here. I mean, I, I feel like we're going to get Yeah, that's bored. what I'm on about. But we'll see. Maybe That's why you got to bring a Ouija board to entertain maybe yourself. Maybe it's Sneak one a in. big enough place that... um. Oh, Andrew, we should just bring a deck of cards or something and just play cards and see if something happens. Wait a second. A sex convention would liven that place up. Why don't I make some calls and see if we can get the Winterfire Dark Odyssey sex convention moved to the Trans-Allegheny... That place already has enough trauma ingrained in its Yeah, you probably get a bunch of ghosts dropping homophobic slurs left and right. (laughs) (laughs) Look at all these fruits that have moved into our asylum. (laughs) These fruits. I didn't want to say the F word, so I had to think of a PG version of it. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't have been more fun talking about the sex convention. Gift. It's, okay. it's not so scandalous as I'm used to. Well, maybe we'll get you on afterward and tell you and ask you what happened. Oh, I'd be happy to. I'm sure you know some crazy shit's going to go down. You know, the the kids going, it's not going to be a tame event. Yeah, for sure. I'm 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 afraid for uh for the other goers of what you might do to them. Well, I think I'm very respectful. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to get tested before you go? Um, yeah, it's you're, you have to get a test before you go. And actually, you, you have to be masked the whole time in the common areas. Oh, I didn't mean which... COVID. I meant STIs. Oh, um, no. Although there's there's no obligation to partake in sex. So there, that would be kind of uh, redundant for most people, I, I guess. Or some I, people. I don't know. I don't know. I really like, don't know what to expect. A sex convention without sex sounds like an ice cream parlor without ice cream. <laughs> Well, what about these um, train conventions that are at the Dulles Expo Center? There are no actual trains there, but people talk trains. I've, trains. N- I've never Damn, heard of that. that's dumb. They should do a train convention at a place oh, with dude, real trains. My dad was all over that when he was here. He would bring his diorama, and he would he would attach it to like railroad groups' model sets, and, and he'd sit there for two days while people 95 and older would talk to him about his trains. Nice. Is your dad familiar with that one guy on YouTube who, like, um, he lives in England, and he goes to a bunch of like trains that are that come through the tracks, um, and he'll like. I don't know. His camera always flips, he... and it's like a really funny angle of his face, and he's like, "Oh, what?" 
It sounds like something my dad would record. He's kind of he's pretty funny when he records his own. Andrew, or Andrew, do you know what I'm talking about? He's it's. A, I can't say I'm familiar. It's a pretty famous meme. Okay, hopefully somebody listening knows. Well, my dad doesn't seek out videos like that. If if his train community shares them with him, he'll he'll enjoy it. But he he's not like one of those people like in our generation who sit there and like look at YouTube videos. Gotcha. I'm just thinking back to when I was young and like trains were like the coolest thing in the world. Like I probably, my broom was painted the same color as Thomas, the tank engine. Fun fact. <laughs> no, I think I missed that fad that I know that was really big in people of like, like maybe two generations before us, but at no point did I ever think trains were really cool. I know Thomas, the tank engine dinosaurs that, you know, Thomas is like from like the forties. He's like, no way. Yeah. Yeah. It's really old. Oh, is it really selfish that I just assumed he was created for our generation? I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of contemporary Thomas media, so I don't think it's selfish. Yeah. But no, the the books have been around for a long time. Um, I had like these this big collection of them when I was younger. I wonder if my parents. Are you sure you're not thinking a... of the little engine that could? No. You're not sure. I am sure. Oh, okay. Gifford, were you interested in trains? That would make a two out of three. I I was not. Um, I mean, I you know, I was like a normal like three year old, I guess. Like every like. Tra- I, I tra- doubt that. I had those VHS tapes that were like um like trains like like uh what do you call it like uh uh what are the giant giant construction machines called? What like a, a bulldozers? Bulldozers, yeah. Excavator. I was I was love bulldozers, but like yeah. I, there wasn't a specific one I think that I was attached to. Oh, I used to have a book all about work machines. Yeah, I mean, we're so weird it's, as it was, kids. It was, why, why are these things so interesting? I think I think it was um, toxic masculinity, honestly. That like <laughs> like when oh, we were to be. that they like were um, really pushing like trains and like like uh, bulldozers yeah. and planes and stuff onto little like three year old boys it was like how we played with those as opposed to like barbies it was very but it was boys very strange because those things aren't even interesting to adults you know what i mean they're just they're just odd they're just yeah that was my original thought like why, why were we so interested in work machines they're just trying to like instill the blue call the blue collar nature in us i guess <laughs> maybe Perhaps, but also yeah. i think they're trying to give us a glimpse of how the world works and maybe it's just so bizarre to a child that what you're telling me that? Yeah, I mean, a big mechanical engine can take people across the country, and there's a food cart in it. Yeah, I mean, you it know? is a, a they're bizarre marvels even to adults, like how big those uh, bulldozer things are and how much they can carry and stuff like that. It's I still really love like uh, I like looking up like skyscrapers and bridges. Like I think like uh, yeah, I like tall buildings. Like the. I mean, I feel like Dubai is like a miserable city, but it does have some really cool buildings. I will, I will throw that out. Are you there. talking about the? Um, they don't really serve alcohol because it's it's like a Muslim city. Yeah, or how they threw you in jail for a night for looking up pornography on your phone. <laughs> they did not throw me in jail. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they yeah, did the, the president had to get you out. It was this whole whole deal, whole twenty four hour news cycle. Everybody tweeted Trump to say, bring Alex home, and he did it. Hashtag free Alex, just like when I got in-school suspension last uh, last week of high school. And he said, get home soon, Alex. Get home soon, danger. <laughs> no, I just I was at the airport, and I was you know, in, in my own private room, and so I went onto Pornhub, and it was blocked by the Emirates government. That, that was it. I, there was no repercussions. Why didn't you just go on to like, Reddit or something? That was probably blocked, too. I have no idea. I didn't think of it. I was like, oh, no Pornhub. Okay. I have my imagination. <laughs> I think I wouldn't that. even look. I think I'd be too afraid to look. They, they they'd have my IP address, address and everything. Yeah, it didn't even cross my mind that it would be um, a faux pas or, or illegal, I guess, in the Emirates. I, like, I literally didn't Good even think of it. Good thing you weren't a woman. Like, oh, I've got hours to kill. You would like walk outside I, without your hijab on and they would like lock you up again. Yeah, I, I think about my male privilege pretty often, even here. <laughs> so world cup's gonna be in qatar this year yeah. that should be fun right guys they moved it oh hey the uh, the stadium is shaped like a vagina did you guys see that no no probably oh, like man, ten thousand migrant so workers died putting it yeah together, i was gonna say which makes oh. it a little less funny <laughs> and actually i remember when this was announced like 10 years ago they were talking about having a floating stadium out there in the gulf 
Do you know if that's still a thing? Yeah, they're going to have the migrant workers' bodies um, between the ground and the stadium, so it's <laughs> not touching the ground. You know, Is it's a you, guitar stereotype that they have migrant workers? No, there were like news stories about how awful the people building the stadiums were treated. And I like talked they to They basically this girl. made slavery in 2021. Yeah. I talked well, to this girl yeah, about they, it a long time ago in in Abu Dhabi. This girl was from Abu Dhabi in my fraternity and so I was talking to her about it and she's like, "Oh, it's not that bad." And it was it's kind of It's bad. bad. It was bad. <laughs> They were going to have to play in the summer, too, and it would be like 122 degrees then. And they have to wear pants, I, if I recall correctly. I think they changed that rule, too. But they're moving it to the winter, so players might wear pants anyway. Oh, and they oh, said, like, no, that. no. I mean, no. I don't know if you were LGBTI, why you would want to go to Qatar anyway, but I'm pretty sure they said no no homosexuals were allowed. Yeah, that, that's messed up. They just said you're not I mean, allowed they, to come here. They can't here. have a global event where they disallow people. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I so, don't know if they said you're not allowed to come here, but I, I surely believe that they would be like like shunned there. I think it's know? just going to be a shit show so of epic after. proportions, and I'm I'm very. I mean, I, I can't say I'm excited, but it'll it'll be entertaining. <laughs> um, you think the U.S. is going to make it in the, this time around? Yeah, I think we're like really close on track. Let me see. Um, we just had a big match against Mexico a couple weeks ago. Can you put a picture of the Vagina Stadium as the thumbnail for this episode? Sure. I have to find it, though. Oh, put it on Bigfoot. Like Bigfoot. Like Bigfoot's vagina is the, the soccer that's, guitar that's world That's too um, hard. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in second place. You don't want to censor his big fussy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of fussy before. Well, you know, you don't know the concept of fussy. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you know the concept of fussy? No, no, I've fussy? never heard of that. Boy pussy? Pussy? But, no, pussy. it's Badissi. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, so there's been like a meme on Twitter for the last, <laughs> I don't know, I'd say the last year where it's like you try and find the funniest word you can turn into pussy. Badissi. So I think big, big pussy is pretty, it's pretty like amazing. Is an anagram? I don't understand. It's just, I don't think about it too hard. Oh, yeah, I forgot that like anything, uh, Alex probably considers it bastardization of the English language. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. It just like, what are the constraints of this joke? Anything can become the word pussy. So let's. It's, yeah, so yes. it could be Alex Sussy. Dane Jussie. That, that's not funny. You're just. Yeah, well, words they're not very good no examples. Sense. Yeah, Bussy I mean, is, the best, is the best Bussy's example. Bussy is amazing. Bussy. <laughs> what, what's, what's, what's Bussy? Boy Pussy? Yes. Yes. Bussy. You're going to a sex convention that you don't know about Bussy? Come on, Alex. This is amateur hour. Where would I have heard of a Bussy? It's not as if I have one. Maybe is Wait, is Shire a Bussy because he's a male cat? I wouldn't call him that, no. He he does have a... Never mind. I'm not going to say he has a Bussy. (laughs) We're getting into ZooTube territory. (laughs) Okay. I was thinking about that like today. Um, I bet you think... Bro, that was a real website that you could go to. What the fuck? You know, hang on. I've talked a lot of shit on this episode about CNN and the news cycle. There was some really fucked up shit we were exposed to on the internet at a young age. You know, like at the Robinson League. computers. Yeah, we. Like, you know, you see in Mr. T's class, B zero G YouTube or yes. live. You know, like I've seen so many yeah, ISIS not, execution yeah. videos. It's, it's wild. It's not good. B zero G is the undisputed champion of shock websites. Or it was until it was taken down. What? What was this? Like thirteen years ago, when we were like kids, it was taken down. B zero G. Oh my goodness! I just remember and the we, one we where been, it's B zero G dot org. We had been all over it. Like every week when they'd like post something new, we'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah, crazy. I remember. Our, like it would be our, like, like a new post. However old we were, like fourteen years old. Oh, did you see the crazy. new drop? <laughs> it's like an it's like an episode. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> you know it's fun. I, I wonder I feel how like... it turned out so okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> I, I feel like I have a – I'm trying to remember what they posted on that website, and I I think I have the majority of it, like, blocked out in my brain. Oh, I remember it all. I just remember I, a I lot of – I have very little interest in describing yeah, it. Yeah, let's I not let's not go well. down that road. Let's just say – let's end the episode here, actually. Uh, this is a, hopefully a good place to stop. This episode was brought <laughs> yes, to you by B0G.org.
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please check out our new website, rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com slash thechunguscast. Uh, Rum Runners is spelled R-U-M-R-U-N-N-A-S. And yeah, um, if you liked my episode, please check out the other episodes on there. Uh, for the esoteric stuff I talk about, you can check out Dark Rum Podcast. For the uh, nerdy stuff I talk about, check out, check out Talk Shonen. And for like just the general comedy, banter, uh, pop culture stuff I talk about, check out Rum Run as the namesake of the network. Um, yeah, I'll be. I think I'm going to be releasing bi-weekly now. Uh, that gives me enough time to not get burned out, but uh, still sort of have some sort of consistent output. Um, so yeah, check out uh, the new- next episode around Valentine's Day. Uh, I think we're going to do Fridays. Uh, around 2 p.m. ish maybe noon but yeah i'll see you guys around hit me up bye oh yeah socials on my page